The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we are going to be covering Suspiria and the Neon Demon. So that'll be fun. But first, what's up? <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be fun. <laughs> we'll have a lot of plot to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know. Not much. I've just been doing stuff. Just living life living life to its fullest you know yeah it's a it's a good week to live life to its fullest (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, so what's new with the news you got um i have two things that i want to talk about Uh neither of which are probably going to take too long so there goes our plan to kill time (laughs) (laughs) yeah welcome to the b and e shortcuts this is going to be quick episodes but yeah um, so, uh, the, the director of the witch, uh-huh. right. Um, which I cannot remember his name. Uh, uh, uh Robert Eggers. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't I remember that name? Anyway. Um, so he, he's going to do a remake of the Nosferatu. Okay. I'm divided. If someone's going to do it, I mean, I think he'd do a really good job. The witch was, um, a utterly unforgettable movie, but I still haven't seen it. It's, it's like high on my list of things to do, but then, you know, I just get like really sidetracked by conspiracy theory videos. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, it's a good movie. It, I think it just had Babadook syndrome for me where everyone had talked so highly of it that I was expecting more. Yeah. Uh, but whereas I objectively think Babadook is not that great of a movie, I do think that this is a great movie. Um, but it, it's just so, so bizarre and utterly unforgettable and, and has just like really, really good, uh, you know, you're, you're cutting out on my feed for some reason, but uh, it's just really unforgettable. So anyway, um, but yeah, if someone's going to do it now, do you think that this remake is actually needed? Most no. <laughs> do I think most remakes are needed? No. Uh, okay. But I mean, like, okay. I, I, I don't know. Is it going to be silent? Probably not. <laughs> wait, <laughs> it, wait, is that, is that your metric for judging it? Whether success? it's, whether it's needed or not. Yeah. Like, is the movie silent? Uh-huh. No, I think I think there's more than that. Like, I mean, it's a it's an influential movie, right? Like the Nosferatu was. Mm-hmm. Okay, I keep saying the Nosferatu, but it's not. Um, it's influential, but do you think just like a sh- a remake of it will lessen that at all? Do you know what I mean? Does it cheapen it? No, no, not at all. I mean, come on. If it didn't cheapen, like I, I love 
Friday the 13th franchise. I mean, if, and if it didn't cheapen Ghostbusters, then it's not, <laughs> not cheapen. <laughs> not at, at all. And, uh, <laughs> but no, like, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know that this is the political climate to make <laughs> fake jokes about Ghostbusters now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, no, if it, if it didn't uh, cheapen that, like, to me, we're overdue, I guess. If things have to be remade, let's go ahead and take it all the way back from whenever. But we, the thing about yep. this one is it was already remade. I think it was 78. It was remade by, who was it, Herzog? And um, I believe it. I, I remember one that was like the making of it. Oh, no, that, that was, was Shadow of the movie. Vampire. But That was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this was... I, I could be wrong. You know, Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. <laughs> um, I, he, uh, I believe he remade it uh, in the 70s sometime. And, uh, who was it? Klaus Kinski uh, was, was uh, Orlock? 1979. Okay, so I was off by a year. Um. But yeah, it, it, was it Klaus Kinski? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, but like, and that was a really good remake of it. But I mean, whatever. I'm not a big Nosferatu fan, so maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there is like, you know, I, I realize that he's he's a just a giant uh, iconic figure in horror. So maybe there are some people that feel like you know, hey, let's bring him back. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, and the other hand is like, this movie is a hundred freaking years old. <laughs> well, not the one from 78. Well, no. <laughs> but that is no. coming up on what, 40 years? Yeah. Damn. We're getting no, old. No, 50, 50 years. No, uh, wait, what year is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were born in the 80s and we're oh, in yeah, our 30s. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be close to 40 years here. Yeah. That's nuts. But no, I mean, the other one was in like... I forgot what year it was. Um, 1922. So almost 100 years. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> yeah. I, whatever. I mean, hey, The Witch was great. And that's really all that I can judge it on. Because I don't know of anything else that that man has made. I, I don't believe that. I, that either was a, a debut or like one of his very first few movies. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was at least like his first big quote unquote movie. I, I wonder if the Church of Satan's going to embrace this one as well. <laughs> Just like, yes, Eggers is our speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <hope> so. <laughs> <laughs> now, whenever you picture them saying that, did you just picture them like rubbing their hands together? Oh, like yeah. A- lighting black candles. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I heard that they they were doing screenings of the witch and in, in satanic temples and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, there's a I forgot where it's at. I think it's California or somewhere. Um, there's a middle school that's having its first ever like um, after school Satan's uh, class, <laughs> like anti or student Satanist association or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's like basically a daycare program um, run by the Satanist church. Yeah. Did you see, I actually saw when they broke that news, which, you know, people are losing their shit about, yeah. but um, when they broke that news, which, how do you, I don't really want to get into that. I was going to say, how do you get in? <clears throat> like, how can you not start to see that 
the separation of church and state needs to happen if you're offended by that. But yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> but did you see like the uh, media that they put out on it, like their official like trailer for that program? No, but I've seen their coloring books and stuff like that that they give out. No, this wasn't like that. It wasn't like happy. It was like <laughs> dreadful music. And it was like, send your children to us. <laughs> like, whoa. And I realized that a lot of this is for the lulls. But, yeah. but um, I think over the past week, maybe America is starting to understand that uh, we're divided further than we thought. <laughs> and and I don't think that a lot of people are going to understand that this is for the lulls and to try to drive a political point. I think that yeah. it it might think, it yeah. might instigate a witch hunt. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> no, and but what's funny though is like if you look at what the program actually is, the after school Satanist program. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is, and it's abbreviated. They keep calling it ass. <laughs> 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 but um. <laughs> It's like it's got religious studies in it, but then also just like studies on like logic and reasoning and how to be skeptical about the world. Yeah. That's what it's about. You know, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm I'm aware. No, I mean, a lot of people that, that's the problem. A lot of people don't understand. Well, I mean, I want to say that a lot of people don't understand that that's not the same thing as, quote unquote, devil worship that the yeah. Church of Satan in. But yeah. but then I. I at the same time of that, I also understand that there still is a lot of like black magic and shit in it too. And that's, you know, so who knows? Well, I mean, there, <clears throat> there's a couple of different like Satanist churches and uh, like the main one that keeps getting, um, all, all the newscasts and or the news media. St- I can't talk today. All the stuff about them in the news, um, isn't like religious at all. They're like a, basically an atheist group. Yeah. And, and they're the ones that are putting like the statues of Bahamut in, in like next to <laughs> Ten Commandments and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna just suddenly lose my shit and be offended. You know, like yeah. that's the problem with all of it. But anyway, and that's what they're trying to say. I I think yeah. either that no, or no, it is either that or they got a good PR guy, and <laughs> and just, it really is like <laughs> yeah, really good at spinning things. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So what else we got? Uh, right here, I'll go next. Did you see the okay. uh, trailer for Beware the Spl- the Slender Man, the HBO doc? No. Looks amazing. Does Looks it? totally amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a documentary about uh Slenderman and that case with the two girls where they killed the friend yeah. as yeah. almost a, a sacrifice to Slenderman. Jacked up. Yeah, it looks insane. Insane. Um but When's that come out? I don't know. I that's the one thing that I can't find. I know I think it premiered earlier this this year at like Cannes Film Fest or may not have been Cannes. It's probably like South by Southwest. <laughs> it, it got the Palme d'Or. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, it 
it looks insane. Whenever it drops on HBO, I'm I'm definitely getting someone's password and, <laughs> and watching it. <laughs> so uh Do you not have HBO Go? Nah, I quit, man. Like because I got it to basically get caught up on Game of Thrones and then after two seasons I was like, eh. And then I let a whole year pass where I would just be like, oh, let's see what's on HBO once once a month. <laughs> and like I was like, eh, I'm not getting my 15 a month out of this. Yeah. I mean, they've actually been recently adding a lot of movies, like a lot of movies, not not great movies, but a lot of movies. Yeah. I watched Alien versus Predator Requiem on there the other day. <laughs> and then and then Demolition Man. <laughs> huh. Uh, okay, it's it's January 2017 that it's coming, and it was South by Southwest that it premiered in. Uh, <clears throat> but that's no. what happens when you listen to us. <laughs> we are we occasionally get things right. We're the equivalent but, of a of a 24 hour news network where they just start. Uh, they get like a semblance <laughs> of seed and and report a story, and, and then but ours we have ample time to prepare. And it's only for an hour. <laughs> yeah, and we and we just don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, mean, I, want, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes we know things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes we're not total shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what else? What's that called again? Uh, beware, beware the, the slenderman. Sl- yeah. Mm. Yeah. Eh. You know, I've been hearing a lot of a lot of stuff this year about this. And this is kind of kind of in anticipation of our upcoming annual show in January or late December. I've well, heard a lot late, about late December. I'll be out of the country in January um, <laughs> th- that, you know, this has been an amazing year for horror. Twenty five movies hit the list. Honestly, I can't think of five. Like this is gonna get bad. Now, it, I I might say of like you know, part of it might be user error yeah, because be. because I haven't had a lot of time and I haven't been as caught up on movies uh, as far as first run movies and stuff like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. it has not been a good, <laughs> in my opinion, it hasn't been a good year for horror at all. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, The Witch and we Don't got, Breathe. Like- are the only two and that like I can think the of. The Purge. Yeah, but it's like The Purge Part 3, <laughs> and now it's like a political intrigue plot. Like, it's not even... <laughs> you know, but what's funny, though, is now I'm actually interested in it. Yeah. Like, I, I, could, I could care less before. But really? now I'm like, whoa, there's some sort of backstory and plot to it. Well, I mean, to me, yeah, I don't know. I only saw the first two. Maybe the third one's awesome. I like the first one's, uh, y- you know, every, all the uh, world that it created. It was yeah. interesting. But the second one, how it just turns into an action movie, there's nothing really scary at all. The <laughs> first one's a home invasion film, which is yeah. sh- really scary. You know, that is horror. And the second one's just like, we're running on the street shooting, which is funny because it's a reaction to like my and a million other people's complaint about the first one. Like, oh, you set up this whole world and all you're seeing is inside this one house. This bullshit. And then they give yeah, it to you and you're like, this bullshit. This isn't scary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So again, that goes back to <laughs> me finding a problem with everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's really hard to please anyone nowadays. 
Uh, yeah, so last night, this isn't really news, but last night uh, we were hanging out just for funsies. Yeah, because apparently we're actual friends. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time we might have acknowledged it on the show. So <laughs> so for funsies, we threw on Black Mirror's uh, White Christmas episode. Yeah. And I've only really seen one episode of Black Mirror, um, one my full episode before this episode. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, let's talk just a little bit about it. Like, what the hell okay. did we watch? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I thought it was, it was really good. Um, it was to me a lot of it was, um, like you could tell where it was going. Yeah, right. Like, I got the, um, the the how spoiler are we getting with this? I don't care. Okay, so I caught the fact that John Hamm was interrogating him for some sort of, you know, thing, like <laughs> crime that he well, committed. Just skip to the end spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, because like they when when they mention like what he does for a living, you know, uh-huh. um, where he like trains AIs. I'm like, oh, okay, well he's in a computer, right? I didn't see the very end twist, like the last two minutes of it. Um, you know, and, and certain other things still kind of kept me like, wait, what? You know, kind of guessing whenever it was happening. But I mean, overall, it was fairly easy to see where it was going, but it was really good. Like, it was really good. Yeah. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Twilight Zone. Uh huh. And, and this felt like Twilight Zone to me. This... Like, if this would have been in black and white, it would have been a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, and and the thing that I loved about this particular um, episode, which the first one that I saw was about the prime minister and the pig and all that. It was I, yeah. it was the first episode. Um, this one especially was just pure. What the hell is going on? And you could not, you could not uh, really. I I don't know. You couldn't really shake it. Like if I wanted to, which there was a five minute thing where I I left the room, but you, you came back to a completely different episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't really shake what's going on in it. It it was very, very amazingly well done. And if this is any indication of the quality of the rest of the episodes, I'm in, this is amazing. Like I, I've been hearing good things about it. I just haven't had a chance to pick it uh, to to watch it. You know, a lot of people on Reddit and stuff constantly say it's like the best sci-fi show on TV. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, again, not really news, but damn, <clears throat> so good. But yeah, yeah. Wait, w- was that last year's Christmas episode? Yeah, it was last year's. So 2015. If it was 2016, that would make my top five movies of 2016 because I'd count it because it's almost feature length, 72 minutes or something. Something like that. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, pure amazing. It it also... And and it's got John Hamm in it. Yeah. Well, honestly, it reminded me a lot of... And I know that I've talked about this book quite a bit, but damn. Honestly, this might be my favorite book of the year. It it reminded me a lot of... uh, Womb by Duncan Ralston. Like, yeah. A lot. And so, yeah, I mean, so damn good. So anyway, I'm, I'm really, really. But did excited. you like it? I loved it. <laughs> I loved all of it. And so, oh, Womb. Um, 
No, uh, I was talking about this because you keep saying how damn good it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just trying to make a joke. Well, I'll I'll say I, I love the episode. Womb is unforgettable and five out of five, but I'm not sure how I felt about it. <laughs> okay, I can <laughs> so, respect that. I mean, I loved it. I figure it's a masterpiece, but it's so uncomfortable at times. It's not pleasant, and you're going to feel like you need a shower like, when you're done <laughs> reading it. So, totally insane. But So, so um, I do have one other piece of news. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, IMDb is suing California. And for what? Um, to overturn a law that California passed, apparently, um, that will make them take down actors' ages from their website. <laughs> I'm I'm glad California or that you know that that they've caught on to the really important social issue. I I, th- I think that reaction that you just had, which no one could see by the way, because <laughs> we're an audio podcast, um, was exactly how I expected you to react to that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Oh God. So. The the thing is, Hollywood claims that Hollywood is ageist, right? And that people lose jobs because they're not the age people want to hire. Oh, God, I cannot wait. Dude, we're living in satire times, right? <laughs> I so I cannot wait for the American Pie starring like fucking Walter Cron- Cronkite, you know? <laughs> like just some old dude like, hey, dad, who's obviously 40 years younger than him. <clears throat> <laughs> so so it's like they want to be hired based on whether or not they can look the part mm-hmm. right and um basically imdb is like hey we shouldn't be responsible for factual information that anyone can get <clears throat> you know that puts on our website you know i i think that sentiment and this blurs both sides sentiment versus fact is a huge problem right now. Yeah. That blurs all party lines, and that is what what's a problem right now. You know, the thing is, I mean, Hollywood is Hollywood. There's nothing, there's nothing in there saying that they have any moral high ground or anything. They're trying to tell stories. You fit the role, you may have to go to a casting couch, but... <laughs> But you can get you can get the roles you look like. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I mean, it, that like I I understand that that sucks, but you know, life sucks. <laughs> but, but here here's the other thing. Okay, is like if if IMDb did take it off of their website, which is stupid. Um, you can just literally put anybody's name into Google, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll like if they're on IMDb in the first place, and or Wikipedia or anything like that, and it'll just tell you their age. You know what I mean? Like for at least the bigger named actors, for the young, for the smaller ones who don't have like a Wikipedia page and stuff like that, I guess it could be a big deal for them. But it's kind of dumb. 
Yeah. Right? I, yeah. And, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not for casting couches or anything nasty like that. It kind of seemed like it. No, but what I'm saying is that Hollywood is not known for being moral. I think you just called them an essential tool in in Hollywood process. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that it's not. That's like saying like Vegas. They need to take the corruption out of Vegas. Like, sorry. Sorry. You go here because it's corrupt. <laughs> like, I know it's all family friendly now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I went the other day and saw a fucking hooker blowing a dude like on yeah. the street. And we didn't talk about that on here, but that happened. <laughs> like literally outside the MGM, there was a hooker just blowing a dude in broad daylight. This is like three in the afternoon. This yeah. was between meetings. Like I had a five o'clock meeting <laughs> and a one o'clock meeting. And between meetings, I was going to play some blackjack. And like, yeah, I mean, I don't think that, it, yeah, they cleaned it up, made it more family friendly, but it's not like <laughs> very clean now. Like, there's like a a child discount for the hookers, family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. I'm talking like 13. No. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but no, I no. Okay, we may feel differently. Do you agree with that, or am I just missing the whole point? I I can see where they're coming from. I just don't... The the problem is, is I don't think it should be a problem in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that on, on like, the casting side of things, age should really be a problem regardless. No, you know because what I mean? you fit a role, or you yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is. Um, you know, that's the way it should work. The problem is, is it doesn't. Is you that... know, but but who's to blame though? You know, is it like, <laughs> and and is this the right way to go about it? No, I'll say it now. <laughs> it is not. I mean, no. Obviously, there needs to be a more diverse role, like more diverse roles. You're seeing these ages problems with Hollywood because. Everything is geared at the youth. Mm -hmm. We live in a culture where the youth dominates because I, I don't really understand. But I mean, well, they're the future, Craig, honestly, because it sells. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but hopefully. And, and technically we're millennials. Are we? Yeah. Huh? There's like, we're like two years into the cutoff date or whatever. Huh. Yeah. Well, we count. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got into it the other day with a guy just about participation trophies where we agreed. <laughs> Both of us agreed. <laughs> like, yeah, they probably shouldn't happen. And he, ah! And I was, ah! <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. It's good stuff. Um, well, I think that this, this segment's gone on for a while. Too long, some would argue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay let's get into suspiria you want to do suspiria first yeah <clears throat> okay all right we'll be right back you're in a zombie apocalypse you have one weapon and it's not a gun what is it like a scythe a car grenades like a flare gun maybe piranhas <laughs> <laughs> bat a bat 
baseball bat. Hands down, machete. It's obviously a Lobo. <sighs> uh, loppers? Slingshot. <gasps> yeah. Like a ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. And we're back. We're talking Suspiria, the Dario Argento classic. So, yep. I, I, I've seen this movie uh, quite a few times. I would say five, seven, somewhere in there. I, I know, and, and I've never seen it before. Somehow, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even though it's technically like a huge film, like a huge cult film, like it's still a cult film, you know? Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I've seen way cultier films than this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I own way cultier films than this. I'll put it this way. I got my Suspiria DVD and that inspired me to buy my projector. And that was in 08. Huh? Like that was the first movie I watched on it. The second movie, the men who stare at goats. (laughs) 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 Uh, I liked that movie. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Suspiria. I, I'm not sure how much I'm actually going to have to say about <laughs> either one of these movies. Honestly, we'll get into it though. Um, do Do you want to? Yeah, I'll just do, do, a, do a breakdown. Well, yeah, this is okay. I'm just going to do IMDb's description of it. Okay. Susie travels to Germany to attend ballet school. When she arrives late on a stormy night, no one lets no one lets her in, and she sees Pat, another student, fleeing from the school. When Pat reaches her apartment, she is murdered. The next day, Susie is admitted to her new school, but has a difficult time settling in. She hears noises and often feels ill. <laughs> Not eel. She, <laughs> <laughs> she often feels ill. Uh, as more people die, Susie uncovers the terrifying secret history of the place. That's pretty much an apt description of the film. Yeah. Um, and, and pretty much everything that happens in it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and so this, honestly, this film is, to me, and and one of the reasons, now, this coming from someone who doesn't appreciate art, and obviously I'm playing that kind of shit up, you know, I, but like, I don't know, we have private <clears throat> conversations about it. But I'm even playing them up in that. It's not like I really hate art or, or don't understand Bill Nye, the science guy or any of that <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm playing it up. I, I'm starting to think that maybe uh, the jokes are blurring real life. So I, maybe this is just a reminder to myself that I'm playing these up, but like to some bit of tattoos on you, <laughs> yeah, you actually deep down appreciate art. But one. I can get those tattoos, but I don't have a memory problem. (laughs) You work here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's like, that's so vague. How do I know it? It just says says here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. So like as someone that I I don't get art galleries and stuff like that, like I don't understand a lot of the appeal of modern art. Let's put it that way. Um, This is 
what I normally dislike, but in this case, love. Like, it's totally style over substance. I don't Definitely. think that there's really deep meanings or anything like that to this film. I, I mean, just, if if there are, it's um, deep within Argento's head. Yeah. You know, like, if the colors mean things, which I probably, I, I suspect they probably do, mm-hmm. it's, it's not obvious. Well, uh, there's a few times when danger's about to start, it really it starts flooding red. red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like everything is red. But something but. I've said for a long time about this movie is that, you know, you could you could really look at any part, hit pause, and it looks like a painting. Like the yeah. whole the whole film is so beautifully shot that honestly, I don't really care that there's not much of a plot. Now, yeah, no, no, I get that. And it's like, you know, you could probably compress all of the dialogue in this whole movie to what, like four pages? <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> but it kind of doesn't matter. No. You know? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so your first time seeing it. Yeah. What was your expectations versus reality on it? Um, I mean, I knew that it was you know, kind of a slow burn, more atmospherical than anything else. You know, um, I didn't remember what the like, quote unquote, bad guy was supposed to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, OK, whatever, going into it. Um, I just knew it was, uh, you know, a new person coming into a ballet school. So I expected maybe more than one scene of dancing. Um, but we only got one, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I think it was pretty much what I expected. Uh, like you said, it's sort of style over anything else. Right. But that's not a, that's not a criticism. It's just an artistic choice. Um, I think it was really effective in what it did. Yeah. You know, you know um, I liked the expressionist style. Like, you know, that everything was just flooded in random color or well, not random colors, but like, <clears throat> you know, it, it was more about creating a unique experience than recreating real life experience. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know? There's definitely something in, in here where it feels almost dreamlike and also yeah. like it feels fairy tale-ish. Like, yeah, she's she's a. Not a damsel in distress because she's an empowered character, but at the same time, she's she is lost in this land. Like, and she's a stranger she's in the, a foreign land, and she's she, down the rabbit hole. Yeah, is it's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, she's alone in this new place, um, and kind of scared to death. <laughs> you know, as at least as the movie progresses, um, I did read <laughs> something really interesting uh-huh. and i'm kind of sad that it didn't work out this way but apparently the the plot or the the script was written um for 12 year olds really yeah like the movie was supposed to be little girls in a little girl ballet school <laughs> and, and, and Dargento uh, bought that clean kids script and said we're gonna put hangings yeah. in here we're gonna- <laughs> no no it wasn't no it wasn't supposed to it was the same script Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's, he, he wrote it yeah. with 12-year-olds in mind. The exact same thing. And the studio was like, nah, dude, we can't do that. 
And so he, he, you know, bumped up the age to like 20 year olds, but there's some stuff in there. Like he didn't change it a word apparently like it's the same script word for word. And then sometimes they move the doorknobs up higher. <laughs> and so like the people had to reach for the doorknobs to make them feel smaller. Really? That, yeah. That's cool. I mean, the guy was a relentless perfectionist as far as yeah. that kind of stuff goes, especially just lighting and stuff. I, yeah. I, I do. I, you, you could tell that everything was done with a purpose. Yeah, every single part. But the problem that that he has is that uh, it is always art, and it's so subjective that he focuses on that and not a plot. Now, I've seen yeah. multiple Argento films. Now, I'm not like an Argento avid enthusiast. I've seen this. I've seen opera. I've seen Inferno. An Argento and, head, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what, Mother of Tears a few years back? But I didn't watch his recent Dracula and I don't know. I mean, like, I like his style for his style. Like, if every movie was like this, it would suck. But if every movie was anything, it would suck. You know? <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, if every movie yeah. was the same style, it would be terrible. But yeah. this is a great, like, palate cleanser. Um, I I don't know. I mean, there's something about this film. Obviously, this is... You can't really challenge it in a way like you can't really challenge a racer head because sure can one star. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so, so open to interpretation and expressive and visually that it's hard to do now. It has some of the effects of this aged well. No. And no. so parts of it are intentionally hilarious. Now, some of them are actually still pretty neat you know like the there's a throat slice later that's done like really well and stuff yeah uh i was thinking of mostly like the dog attack scene hilarious (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so i don't know i mean what's your takeaways what were the weak weak and strong points for this i guess you've spoken to the strong yeah, I mean, the strong is definitely, you know, the the normal, it, not what's the, the, the normal praise that you hear for this movie is that it's really pretty, you know, <laughs> like it, it's visually great. Um, I mean, the, the weak thing would be its lack of plot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the, the lack of plot. Uh, there, there's not a lot that actually happens, you know, um, it takes the core, like the whole movie takes place over what, like four days. Yeah. And sometimes when you're watching it, it feels like it's been four days, you know, <laughs> but, really? I mean, I, well, I mean it, it, cause it, it's, it's, it's dense, you know, yeah. for, for the fact that nothing happens in it really, it's really dense. <laughs> like there, there's, uh, it, I think it's just because the whole time. Uh, it's just like there's this dread sense, and I think what really helps sell that is freaking Goblin. <laughs> you know, um, what's funny is I've actually had this soundtrack for years, but I've never seen the movie. I like how in the sound, like in, in now, I don't, I'm not sure if it's on the the soundtrack or in just the sound design where they put it in. It's just randomly like witch. Oh no, that's on there. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, no, that's, I, that's straight up on there. Witch. Uh, yeah, we and, get and, it. We're watching a witch film. The, <laughs> la la la. <laughs> uh, it's so good. No, I love love the the Goblin soundtrack. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the sound mix of the film where everything's so compressed that it's almost like they're screaming all the time. Yeah. I kind of loved that. Really? Like <laughs> yeah. even talking is just like, Hey, how's it? Okay. Yeah. Like, it's just like crazy. <laughs> there was one part where that like threw me off. Cause she was just saying something and she literally was just peeking the mic. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I, I think that's more an artifact of the, of they did overdubs on all the voices. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so he did, I did read, though, that in order to get like the people um, really like in the sense of dread, mm-hmm. right, um, for scenes, he straight up blared Goblin as loud as he could on set. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah. Uh, I forget what book it is. It might be Nightmare. No, I don't know. Uh, it's one of these coffee table books that I have about horror. Uh, tells a lot about him and Fulci, and both of them are basically just madmen. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think Fulci used real corpses that, that that he didn't have permission to. Nice. <laughs> now, I again, it's B&E. It, yeah, we may we or may not be a we fact. Don't, we don't care about being right. Hey, you know what we ought to do is actually, since we're doing... Um, we're not, we're as we've said before we're not really covering uh books for the rest of the year except for house of leaves uh early next year so uh, for the rest of the year we're not really covering books right yeah we ought to watch the whole three mothers argento trilogy if you'd like sure so next week our inferno yeah and the next week uh mother er, one mother after of mother of tears yeah you're not going to like that one <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so let's do that. Sure, why not? Okay. Um, so what would you give this uh, uh, out of five? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> part of me wants to rate it higher just because of the fact of what it is. Yeah, you know. But then the other part of me says that's kind of a cop out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I right? agree. I, I think honestly, solid four. That's exactly where it holds for me is a four. Like I love this movie, but it's not, it's not perfect. Like there are people that will say that it is, but uh, like I said, you know, some of the things haven't aged well. Stylistically, it doesn't get cooler than this movie. No, and if it would have been this movie set with actual like twelve year old girls, uh, it'd be like a six. Like this exact movie. Yeah, this exact movie. Um, I will say, though, just a little bit of spoilers. Okay. Um, <clears throat> like, you know, I'd, I'd never seen this movie before. Right. About an hour into it, it really starts picking up mm-hmm. right? <laughs> with 30 minutes left to, to, to do. Right. And when her friend is fleeing the bad guy, yeah. you know, and there's this like really kind of slow chase scene right? <laughs> that culminates in, in a, a insane ending. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, I'm going to spoil it. Um, so she's in this room and she flips over the latch, you know, cause they're in like a house that's like built in probably the 1700s, right. In Germany. And so it has one of those like latches that you would see on a castle, 
where it's like a, a piece of wood goes over in between two things and holds the door shut. Uh-huh. Right. And he's trying to open it with a butter knife or something. And he's it's a straight razor. I understand. But it's like he's the worst ever at picking a lock, it seems, because she's sitting there in that room for forever while he's trying to open the door. Mm-hmm. And so she finally, like, gets out of this window and you don't see anything, right? And you just see her on a ledge and you have no idea how high up she is, right? And she's like, it looks like she's trying to jump from one ledge to another, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And she takes a jump and just lands in the biggest pile of razor wire you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like, I audibly gasped. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like, I understand that that's been used for like special edition posters and and shit like that is just a chicken razor wire. But it really, really threw me like for a loop. And like, I'm pretty sure like, you know, I gasped and maybe my heart skipped a beat a little bit. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It was like that effective to me, you know, because like this whole thing. Yeah, there's one or two murders. Right. But it's not like. Yeah, it's not but just it's, totally. it's not crazy. And then just all of a sudden it gets just like this spark of crazy violence. <laughs> yeah, it starts with it and it ends with it. Yeah. And kind of in the middle, it's not. It's just yeah. like, I keep getting weird feelings about the house. Yeah. I love how like older, like limited budget movies would be like, it's so cold and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, I don't feel well. And like. because you know there's nothing there's not temperature gauges i don't know but no i mean it it really is just a insane uh, insanely good stylistic movie that i think i'd be remiss if i didn't say that you know you really need to see this if you haven't and you're a fan of horror but oh definitely but don't go don't go uh you know thinking that it's a perfect film for some, it might be. For some, for me, it's not. I like it a lot, but, you know, it is what it yeah. is. All right. You want to come back with the Neon Demon? Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Two versus three. Nerds with beers and opinions. A podcast on the b Network, hosted by Cody O, Kyle Hodge, and Greg Moser. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and... Episodes available at iTunes, Stitcher, and... <laughs> Episodes available at the B and E Network. <laughs> Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> and Gigglefans. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and bmoviesandebooks.com. And we're back with our review of the Neon Demon. Yeah, this is going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) So here, I'll do the brief uh, plot synopsis of it. Uh, Basically, Suspiria. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Now, here you go. Uh, When aspiring model Jessie moves to Los Angeles, her youth and vitality are devoured by a group of beauty. Oh, that just spoils everything. (laughs) Beauty obsessed women who will take any means necessary to get what she wants. That's flipped like subjects in the middle of that sentence. What do you mean? Like, cause it said, um, 
Her youth and vitality are devoured by a group of beauty-obsessed women who will take any means necessary to get what she had. Oh, t- I read it wrong. There we go. Never mind. <laughs> Perfect execution. B and E. Were there any eels? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any eels. Um, I think there might have been some implied eels. Yeah. So this this film. Wow. Where to start? You know. Uh, Go ahead. I I don't know. Um, because we were doing double features, and even though this this podcast doesn't usually have a theme, I like to throw some in there every once in a while, like mm-hmm. during Spooky Month, um, when I'll do just werewolf books or whatever. Okay, so I I picked this one because I knew thematically they were kind of similar. Yeah, you know, you you did that and I I was like, man, that's a that's a really perfect choice and then I looked online and apparently the, everyone thinks this is basically Suspiria update. See, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I just knew it was like um you know, this it's a it's a new girl moving to town in a and she goes into the fashion industry, right? Yeah. Um I mean, whereas the other one was moving into the ballet <clears throat> right but it, it, it doesn't matter <laughs> no not at all <laughs> like, honestly what they were doing um but it's it's very surreal uh-huh. um very expressionist also lots of weird color choices um and uh just very dreamlike atmosphere throughout the whole thing now yeah. this one <laughs> i'm pretty sure that the 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 colors have no meaning whatsoever no but the symmetry does yes but the reason why the director guy colorblind really (laughs) nicholas winding reffin or however you say it yeah yeah he's apparently colorblind and so he just chose like the the colors and stuff for the particular amount of contrast they gave huh well, that's interesting because Drive, Drive was like super like neon and like very yeah. color driven, whereas yep. this film was this was like beautifully shot, but yeah. there was no lighting anything, like like there was no you know Argento levels of flooding the scene with certain lights and except for whenever she the meets, weirdest catwalk scene ever. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I honestly, the thing about this film, it's really, I have a lot of good expectations for him because I love Drive. And more than that, I absolutely love uh, Bronson. Like, yeah. And the I've been burnt twice by him. I wasn't a huge fan <laughs> of this film. Uh, this or uh, Only God Forgives. Yeah. Now, I don't think this is a terrible film or anything like that. It, it's just very... Unlike Only God Forgives, which is pretty much a straight revenge plot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Ryan Gosling speaks like half the lines he didn't drive in that. Like, he doesn't really talk. Yeah, he does like 17 lines in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Only God Forgives, I only remember one scene really where he talked. <laughs> and so anyway but yeah this this the dialogue is sparse but not not like either of those films but it's just so damn weird <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's really pretty <laughs> yeah but 
it's so weird and I'm not sure what, well, I know what happened, but it's just strange. I mean, like the, the question is, so what do you consider to be the neon demon? The neon demon to me. Okay. Here's where we get into artist objective. Let's do this. Well, to me, it's the, the industry, like it has to be the industry. Oh, we got the same answer. (laughs) Well, I don't think that it's like, well, the whole film is just like an indictment of, of beauty and, and, you know, going back to the IMDB thing, like it is in your face about how you age out of this town and this industry quick. And so the neon demon, the fact that now in the film itself, I think that they tried to push that by showing that very small bits of of success drives the ego yeah. crazy. And that's why you have this insane cat, catwalk scene where she's like looking into the mirror and seeing um, progressively more evil versions of herself. Not that she was evil. She was like almost a Snow White virginal character. But... Yeah. She, it's almost like she's seeing her in the industry as years pass and, and stuff like that, and embracing this, this whole, um, the fact that everyone wants to look at her, you know, yeah. and, and embracing her ego and id and all that crazy shit. Now, uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what it is, but. It's something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I don't know if it's necessarily just this, like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like just this, like just the fashion industry or just the movie industry. I think it might just be like all of our focus on physical attractiveness, like just in general. Yeah. You know. And, but, you, you know, but the thing is. Here's here's the interesting like dichotomy about people. I, shit, I really hate that our B movie podcast has turned into <laughs> subjective art talk. Um, I mean, honestly, there's nothing else we could have done with this movie. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, here's the thing: it's an interesting dichotomy because we value we value the the mind, right? Like we know that that's right. But as a species and instinctual level, you never will get rid of the other. No, no, I mean, you like, won't. I mean, just like I appreciate aesthetics as well. well. No. And also just from like an evolutionary standpoint, um, like they, they think, you know, beauty serves a thing like serves a purpose to show like, you know, that you're fit for mating. Yeah. And, and it, 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 spoiler alert, it, it does. <laughs> Everyone's shallow. And if you're you're saying you're not, you're full of shit. Yeah. And, and I think maybe <laughs> maybe jesse's character is supposed to show that like that you know she like you said she starts off as this really innocent person but deep down she's still obsessed with with looks and stuff when she gets a taste of it yeah you know? and it's like that's sort of a reflection of society on a whole well yeah like we we want to be these this nice um you know oh looks don't matter everybody's nice person sort of thing and then it doesn't really work out that way no and if you are that person what happens to you in this story will happen <laughs> to you in real life 
I mean, maybe not literally. Literally, <laughs> literally, will it, ha- it will happen? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's very interesting. Uh, like, uh, it, but you know, I'm not going to sit and debate all day which one's right and which one's not. Obviously, the ones that re- lead progress and change is generally driven by the mind. You yeah. know, and that is a good thing, and I value that. But on the other hand, the other. <laughs> The species has survived this long based on the the other the the grim truth of it is sex cells. Yeah. Yeah. It's so grim. I know. It's so grim. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So I'm glad we both got the same thing for the neon demon. Also, he may have just named it that because it sounds cool. It does sound really cool. Like you, that's a good band name. <laughs> yeah. Were you were you a little uh sad that there wasn't some actual demons? Yes. Yes. I was so sad. <laughs> yeah. The would... end the end though, the last like 20 minutes of this like really pushed everything over for me. Like cuz I I liked the movie. I thought it was neat looking, but I was just like, you know, not really much going on. Right? Um and it wasn't like Suspiria where you're still kind of captivated because you feel like something bad could happen at any moment. Right. Uh-huh. This was just like, Hey, watch this chick go do photo shoots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> <laughs> and, and stuff for a lot of it. Um, I mean, it was, it was entertaining cause it was neat looking. I like in the, oh, the last ahead. 20 minutes, last 20 minutes were great. I like that all the characters were, uh, a different, uh, archetype you know mm-hmm. like all the female characters were different archetypes of model or beauty and and different varying levels of shallowness or jealousy and 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 stuff except for the in- main character. insecurity yeah too. insecurity and then the male characters were all varying levels of seediness attracted to things Right. Yeah. And then the the boyfriend, I guess, boyfriend type character. He was the only one that had good intentions, but he still was blinded by beauty. Yeah. I mean, he he was the closest thing that this movie would have had to a hero, to a decent character. (laughs) Yeah. And then even then it wasn't really like he left. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned Snow White earlier that she was like this, you know, sort of virginal character, whatever. It's like if this was a Disney movie, he he would have been like the prince character. But he would you know? have abandoned her. Yeah, but he 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 was he just left. <laughs> but also, I mean, the male characters in this film don't matter at no, all. They don't. I mean, they're they, completely secondary. It's the same film with or without them. Yeah. Which is I mean, cool. <laughs> yeah, you could have literally just erased them. And yeah. probably would have... I wonder if they had any say as far as what they their character was, since they didn't matter. I like to think that they did, and Keanu Reeves was like, yep, running a sex ring in my hotel. <laughs> like... Yeah. And fighting mountain lions. <laughs> <laughs> he was a weird, terrible character. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I mean this this film culminates in something bizarre and it's in the summary, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, and and let's go ahead and spoil it. And <laughs> Okay, yeah, spoilers uh, uh and we really aren't covering anything else, so you can Yeah, we're disregard done. the rest but, of this episode <laughs> if you don't want spoilers. 
so they eat her. <laughs> yeah, which what? <laughs> I, well, it's I, I like, think it, I think it's a play on the oh, this industry will eat you alive, yeah, sort of thing. Definitely, but but also the fact mm-hmm. that there was like this countess I don't remember Bathory. from back in the day. Was it Bathory? Yeah, yeah. who like you know Bathing. was said to have bathed in virgin's blood and stuff to keep her them keep her youthful. Yeah, yeah, and so they totally do that in this movie and also eat her. Yeah. Um. All right. So, what did you think? All right. Spoiler alerts off. <laughs> That's not out. Everyone's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, um, what did you actually think? What's your rating on this film? I don't. I don't know. I kind of want to give it just like a three. <laughs> but like, it's really cool looking. And there's some really uncomfortable parts. What pissed me off, though, is I was kind of sold on it that it was like a horror. Everything like about it says this horror thriller, like even in the official like Amazon synopsis. Right. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. No, you know? I think it was only horror because there was some really uncomfortable stuff in it. The Yeah. And the end. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I honestly, this is one of those films where kind of like The Witch was earlier this year, where I did not know how I felt about the movie immediately after, you know, yeah. and I still don't really know. But where The Witch was essential viewing and it really is still thought provoking, what, six months after I watched it, this mm-hmm. one, I'm, I don't think I'm going to, I think it, you can't forget seeing it. But I don't, it's not really thought provoking to me at the end. It's kind of, kind of a, at least on me, I realize all, all of the themes that I picked up on, but I'm not going to sit and think like uh, about the themes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You, I mean, is it forgettable? I'm going to say two and a half. Yeah. I mean, like I, I was thinking two and a half, but I really like the end. Like, I really liked the last 30 minutes. Yeah. You know what I like better? Jennifer's body, which was a three. (laughs) 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 I actually really like Jennifer's body, but I will acknowledge that that's probably a three. Oh, yeah. It's not a good movie, but it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) But all right. Well, that was this. This was like, I guess, a good movie, but it wasn't fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite of Jennifer's body. Yeah. Feed us shit. <laughs> Feed us shit. We we want to think less. Just want to see lots and lots of crazy shit. That's kind of all I want out of horror movies. Yeah. Now, out of horror fiction, I like to think a lot, a lot more. Because hmm. you, cause you're reading a book. You feel like you need to use your brain more. Yeah. I need to inject me with some smarts, Doc. What? <laughs> that's what i talk that's what i say to my kindle yeah you talk to your books yeah (laughs) inject me with all the smarts uh yeah so all right well Uh, this has been an episode we'll see y'all next time uh with more argento yeah apparently (laughs) (laughs) let's just bail on it (laughs) we probably will all right see you next time Every two weeks or so on iTunes.
Stitcher, and I don't know, other places. So anyway, leave them a five-star review. Also, check them out on Twitter at BNE Pod. And subscribe to the BNE Master Feed if you're a fan and you're a real cool daddy. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.